thought we'd start with a little, um, little bit of hard-boiled fiction. Lester Nylon's Second Honk. All that rainy afternoon, Nylon hoped that the weekend would end, that someone would come and pick up the pieces. Later, I remember telling him that Nylon hoped the weekend would end, that someone would pick up the pieces. I don't love you anymore, she said. Nylon hoped the weekend would end, that someone would pick up the pieces. He'd opened the first vial, then mixed it with Nylon hoped the weekend would end, that someone would pick up the pieces. She unbuttoned her blouse. The taxi honked a second time. Nylon had hoped the weekend would end, that someone would pick up the pieces. It was clear that afternoon that Nylon, but that the weekend would that end, that someone would pick up, I don't love you. Tuesday, a taxi waiting. The rain falls, sizzling to the sidewalk. The weekend that someone would pick up the pieces, I opened the first vial and then nylon, I burst into smoke. I arrived at the hotel, blouse opening like the burning wings of a someone coming to knocked at the door. There seemed no hope that the weekend would end, that someone would pick up the phone, rang, and it was nylon. This is the weekend I hoped would end, and someone is at the door picking up the smoke by the burning wings of that weekend would that end, but that nylon is at pieces, burst into ashes, to someone pick up the first vial. All that weekend, the taxi honked a second. The sizzling Lester nylon of no fixed address has come to hope that the weekend would end. That someone would come, pick up the ashen, falling, flaming nylon weekend, forgotten, hopeful, phony, honking, knocking, vile, opening, ringing, burning, blousy, smoky, blousy pieces, and we can be done for it once and for all and go home for nylon. The weekend would end that someone would come and pick up the pieces. I don't love you. Blouse, opening. I burst into smoke, a taxi waiting. In the wings that, that weekend, the rain falling, hoping I picked up the pieces, the phone ringing, sizzling, the rainfall ending, the burning hotel. Later, the weekend would end, smoky, nylon, that. Lester, later, a taxi pickup. The weekend it ended that someone would pick up, Nylon, Lester, that pieces of it end, and later that afternoon, Nylon hoped that the weekend would end, that someone would. He fell to the sidewalk. It was a new day. Nylon hoped that the weekend would end, that someone would come and pick up the pieces. And now, um, I thought it was important um, to appeal to uh, current, um, um, current uh, cultural visual um, uh, uh, lang language in, in, the, in, the, in the work in, in, in keeping with the comic issue. So I have a, I have a GIF I'm going to play for which I wrote a beautiful, touching poem. So let me just get set up.
this is one of these things where somebody posted on Facebook and sort of challenges people to write uh, um, write a piece about it. So I was um, sometimes Catherine Mockler and I end up sparring back and forth writing poems about things. So let me just get the, the gif up. Thousands of years from now, people will consider what, what has our culture given to us, and they will look back at such, uh, such relics as this and marvel. Dostoevsky said, man can get used to anything. And because grief comes in many forms, I put fireworks in my pants. So it seemed as if the little guy was a flamethrower and pure bliss. Oh, glittering William Blake interstellar, pixie dust firestorm. Oh, dick radiant homunculi, bright supernova, jizz of our always expanding cosmos. I am the child of stars, and my sperm sparkles against the small units of human time in which we are bound. Before the funeral, we had nachos, and I said, melted cheese is the semen of Oompa Loompas. We, we were going to shoot your ashes into the sky with fireworks, but instead you said, do it. And I did, and you literally lit my wick. And it was all bentonite, lifting charge, pyrotechnics, black powder, delay charge, ratio of uh, propellant to projectile mass, and I could think only of you and the equation of state of the propellant, the equation of energy, the equation of motion, the burning rate equation. We humans forged in the faceless fire of hope. We humans bright burnished steel and our ductile hearts held by blacksmith's tongs, hammers, then wrought into final unbendable form. I shook in a little hula-inspired hip wiggle and it all went wrong. Singed the fire, fractal fool riding on lawn grass, agonized belly crawl far from the genital seer. Prone sufferer of loss, regret, celebrant of mourning, pranker of death, copula between mortal body and conflagrated schoolhouse of non-existence. I post this video, for I love you still. Thank you very much. Sorry, I just have to check Facebook before, because I know there's going to be some comments that I'm really going to like, so it just takes me a second to, before I start again. Oh my god, I can't believe my mother liked the haircut. Each hair is equal. Each hair is entitled to the same rights, privileges, and caresses by fingers and the wind as every other hair, his father had said. And so he would honor his father. His hair would not be the uneven and unfair coiffure of the past. It would be new hair, long, equal, and proud. The other kids did not understand. They carried him to the woods in a cardboard box and buried him beside an old sofa. On Monday, in darkness, he imagined the innumerable grassland of his scalp savanna. On Tuesday, a vast prehistoric fern rising from the verdant forest floor of his organically vibrant head. Wednesday, prides wheat on the, on the trackless blonde prairie of his pink pate. By Thursday, he knew that this was another impossible dream. One of his hairs was different. It grew faster than the others. It was magnificent. Sunday night, it broke the earth's surface, and he emerged from his paper tomb. 
He went straight home and stayed there. He could not leave, for though he had had an extensive style and trim, a short back and sides, a buzz, a perm, a treatment, the one hair again became huge and snaked through the rooms of his house like the black power cords of the many morning talk show film crews who visited him freakishly imprisoned within his small and now rather unkempt bedroom. For as it had grown, the fame of the single marvelous hair had grown also. The crowds surrounded his house, congregated in his yard, disturbed the neighbors, searching for hairnets, for product, for discarded and possibly unrecognized remarkable hairs. The people came from throughout the land, from over the seas, from salons with blue combed sterilizer water and scented brushes. His hair grew until it was an antenna extending around the world, the world in its normal to oily embrace. Children played beside the hair. They held sections and played jump rope. One a daisy, two a daisy, let's step in. But the hair divided villages. It was a wall through the main street. Animals coming across the hair in the midst of migration mistook it for an oil pipeline, changed their route and died. His father would not be proud, though his hair had become a symbol of the Earth's pugnacious fertility. It had also become a security fence between nations. The Nobel Prize Committee awarded his hair the Peace Prize, only so they could disgrace the hair by taking it back. Generals met in secret to discuss plans to develop electrolysis from space, but still the hair grew. The children who had buried him talked to each other from the computers in their rooms. They schemed. Something needed to be done. His hair now reached beyond the earth and was as a comb over for Jupiter. What would happen, they demanded, if the hair curled and began to crowd out the sun? We need the hair, he told them. The hair is everything, good and evil, memory and prediction. It is the spirit of animals lined up one after the other as if waiting for a movie. The drain pipe of space bright, bright with stars. It is a hundred deaths descending the playland slide, dark robes fluttering, their shoeless feet pulled up close, the howling throat of a toddler-minded man remembering spring. We need the long hair, he said. It is the ever-growing black stem of a daisy sent from the future to remind us who we are and who we might be. We are equal, he said, but only with ourselves and our futures. The hair is a long finger and it is pointing at us. The children went into their backyards and looked toward heaven. Satellites moved across the sky, dodging the giant hair. Wind from over the fence tussled the children's bangs. We believe you, they said. We love you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have, um, I have one more piece. And um, I thank you very much for, um, for having me. Uh, here, I'm, it's always a delight to be part of uh, Tattle Creek and par Tattle Creek events. So I'd like to end this with a little um, tender haiku.
Nature, I hate you and your petty flummoxing of the butterfly's wing dust. Your immersive credo is irritating. Your pneumatic pontificating does nothing to assuage the oxidizing Chevy of the sub-shifted sub-dwarf sternum thumper that is upper management and my heart. The unrelenting entropic cadenza of your rococo filibustering. Your cantankerous obfuscations like winter or autumn are like the brain's catamaran. An oxymoron or an oxytocin. The exact taxonomy unclear but proximate to the original toxins of the deoxyribonucleic aficionados of the spirographic light bright drive through of the 21st century. Your tune carrying maw is a vector for collusion. Your vainglorious banquet of pockets, numinous, piping, populous, and astringently verdant with acquisitive glimmer. Nature, you brindled mixmaster, tastemaker, gene marker, your precipitous pox of clouds, no seam nano deer, ocean flux of quiddity and riboflavin, the Catholic prestidigitations of your carbonara miracles, the peroxided flux of your tuskless barnacles make me your amanuesis only uh, a portico for your amusement and your fissured and warty biome busy solipsistic landforms I don't want your bisquick sustenance the party colored borders between me and, and you some eco-twittered mastication of self salt water and elementary particles your greasy baster injects my sorry canticles with lassoed protoplasm I'm a burrower of furrows in the forest of your phylacteries nature because of you, a profusion of fission-ready midget fighting league lions, are ready to frack my Orinoco-infused hashtag rich limb jungle vein doilies, rendering the Antarctic taxidermy of my soul's subterranean knife block, a, ge a geodesic Isaac Brock triumph of isometric 1812 plate tectonic platitudes. I hate you, nature. You emasculate the tusk of my finger holes and leave me parking. Thanks very much.